0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rugby League Talks. I'm Kigs, and it's just going to be myself again today. Uh, Jacob's a bit in you know, busy with uh, life, as we all are sometimes. So we you know it's just going to be me again for this week. Uh, going to do what we did last week, kinda. Uh, going to talk briefly about the games, not going to go too in depth. Uh, I don't have a war games. I just realised. So oh well, we can do without. What we are going to talk about today, the fucking Muck up by Canberra, uh, Tigers in peril, and of course we're going to talk about the big up and comers of this round and early predictions of DalhiaM slash winning the comp. But first, let us talk about Roosters versus Eels. Roosters versus Eels was another fantastic game start off your week of footy. Uh, Eels once again getting a Thursday night game and also versing the team, but came off a bye, unlucky. This game was full of drama, especially within the opening 20 minutes as both Bailey Simonson and Will Panasini got sent for 10. Uh, can't remember what Panasini got, but Bailey Simonson, holy shit, it was a doozy of a tackle on Tedesco. Uh, and by rights, he should get suspended. However, what I do not agree with is the fact that he only got two weeks. Whereas, if you look at the drinky suspension that happened against the Broncos in round two, round three, that was worth an entire month, that is a bit mind-boggling, as you can directly see that shoulder comes directly into head, I don't think Drinky's suspension should have been four weeks, yes it broke his jaw, but that wasn't, but it should have been three at the max, two, max three, minimum three. Two weeks for that tackle was a bit obscene, in my opinion. But, you know, the Roosters did come out and smash it. Uh, we had Hutchinson, Tupou, Kiri, Paulo, and Kiri again score tries. And, like the Eels' fa- fashion, they only kicked on late into the game. As they only scored their three tries in the first, in the second half now what we see here are the Eels the Eels are once again in that tight spot, they are struggling, again uh, they had that win over Penrith in the Golden Point but as you have seen over the past couple of years Eels are con- are consistently inconsistent. Got shown here again, they can't perform when it's needed, but they can perform when it's needed, sorry, but they can't perform on a regular basis. Like what happened here, there's no way they should have been had two sin bins. And if we look at the stats, we will go directly that to the errors. And the errors are what gets me 10 errors, 5 penalties, and see 3 ruck infringements, in 1 inside 10, 2 sin bins. A bit mind-boggling. Uh, kick Diffuser was arguably the better one between the two sides. However, I just don't get it. I They have that team to win games. Of course, they suffered mentally after the loss in the grand final. But a lot of teams did. Uh, also, but what I did notice and what I liked was have it all dug deep. I like Cartwright. Um, I, I like to back the the second row, rowers, including Hopgood. What I don't get, however, is Hopgood moving to the bench. So, if you had a look, and if you're a supercoacher like me, it is going to be Cart, uh, Lane, Cartwright, Madison to make up the second row this week, while Hopgood will be playing 14. I can see why. I can see the reasoning behind it, of course, because he is an impact player. He is fucking insane with what he brings to that squad. What I don't get is why you aren't starting him. If you have a look at it, I think we're about to experiment, and I hope this is where Brad Arthur utilises his bench more, because in my opinion, that is where he lacks. He doesn't utilise the bench to the best of his ability. Uh, we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, and if you look here, no one plays a plays more than thirty eight minutes here, uh, which is good. And but when you notice it, you can see that bar like that minute is restricted when Barlow is there, when Junior Barlow and RCG are both in the start in front row, it is heavily restricted on how many minutes you will get as an interchange. Player, uh, whereas in this game it wasn't heavily uh, impacted because of uh, Liam Greg being there in the starting front row. He only played a few minutes, whereas you usually see Barlow play about sixty oddish, seventy oddish. On top of that, you now have. Brendan Hands coming onto the field, and that's uh, to replace Josh Hodgson. I kind of like it. Uh, Once again, Hodgson's passing ability has been sublime. It hasn't been the greatest. It's very flat. It's one talking point that a lot of people have been having over the past couple of weeks, uh, ever since he debuted for Eels. And if you have a look, he isn't the fastest player anymore. And if you have a look at this uh, team, you can definitely see that they lost through the middle. Uh, no one got below a 3.5 playable ball speed except one person. That was Greg, and he only played 33 minutes. RCG had an average playable ball speed of 3 minute, 3 seconds and 66, 3.66 seconds. Madison 4.27, Hopgood 3.9, Cartwright 3.68. Now, if I go over to the Roosters, which I will now, I guarantee that's going to be a bit quicker. This is the first off the cuff, you know? Uh, where are you? Where are you? Yeah, here we are. Hargreaves 3.71, Collins 2.91, Butcher 3.43, Nat Butcher 2.89, Bradley 3.01. That's fucking quick. That is very quick. Um, and you can see the difference there. Having a look at it, where do the Eagles go now? Eagles now versus the Tigers come, come, this coming Monday, on Easter Monday. Uh, Chooks are versus Storm tonight, because this will come out Thursday, I believe. So, it's going to be a pretty big game for both sides. Uh... We'll see how it goes... How the Eels go... Because last time they played the Tigers on Easter Monday... They fucking lost... Um... Against the Tigers... Who were like... Shit house at the same time... I think it was when Jackson Hastings returned... Yeah it was... When Jackson Hastings returned... Uh... From suspension... Now... Who do I reckon wins that? I think Eels can... Be better... And the Tigers in this situation... And I'll, I'll, I'll talk about Tigers when I get to their game against the Broncos. Uh, but this is a good time to talk about the Roosters. Roosters, they're getting better and better. Uh, uh, they're a favourite to win the comp. Um, Natty Butcher had the most tackles, so that's good to see. What uh, Tedesco, he only played 24 minutes to Paul Bloke before he was subbed off. Look... That was a nasty tackle. Holy shit. But uh, good on the boys to get back up and keep fighting for it. Um, you can see that I think Smith is getting a little better at, in that hooker role full-time. He's not taking as many runs. Uh, he took five dummy half runs and for 29 metres, one tackle break, three offloads. So he's getting that ball movement glowing through the middle. Which is good to see, because that's what you want Chiefs to do. Uh, I'd also notice that Kiri, out of the two halves, has been touching the ball a lot more. 55-38 uh, to 38 to Walker. Pretty interesting to see. Um, see how Kiri goes within the next couple of games. Uh, I don't know when his contract is up, but it could be soon. Uh, Walker's still developing. You know, he had that breakout year in 2021 where he was absolutely insane. Like they played Sam Walker footy. Uh, the amount of injuries the Roosters had uh, got a bit more tame last year, but you know, this is a side that doesn't like to play structured footy at the best of times because they have so many pe- players that can ball play and run the ball and scoot from dummy half, break open the line, Sawali, so uh, Walker, Smith. Tedesco, like fuck, walk all just for a cutout pass for uh, for shits and gigs. But how did they go up against the storm side that's red hot off a victory that looked somewhat better? You would say, uh, and this is what we'll talk about later. But uh, it's going to be an interesting game for both teams. See where they're at. Because I don't think they versed a Rabbitoh side that was 100%. But before we talk about that, this is where I bring out uh, my little rant. Jacob's not here to hear it, so he's probably laughing at me when he's listening to this. This game that I'm going to talk about next is Canberra versus Penrith. And there's not a lot I could say, except how disappointed I am. Because what the fuck... 53 to 12. That is absurd for any team to be beaten by at home, I should say. You know, pretty average game, first half, you know. They were still in it, Canberra, 6 to 12, Penrith Ray. And then the second half started. And I knew the moment we, Penrith kicked off, we were fucking in trouble. Because you know why? There's a fucking Rapana. Rapana. Right Love the bloke. Good player. Good clubman. Uh, has his moments. And This was one of his moments. Instead of trying to catch the ball or, like, slowing the ball down off the kickoff, he kicks it a little bit. Fucking goes 5 metres forward. Penalty getting the ball 30 metres out from our, from our line. What a fuck. What a way to start your second half. And I don't know Sticky would have been blowing up. He would have been fucking throwing chairs if he could. I would. I could off. But I didn't. Um. This is a game that certainly showed where the the Raiders are. It showed how far they've fallen from grace after the year they had in 2019, 2020. Uh, You know, they lost some big players, big names. And this is where I'll bring out the information that the Canberra Raiders haven't started with the same spine in round one for at least five years. If I have a look at it, This year, it was Sebastian Chris, Jack Whiten, Fogarty, and Danny Levi. Last year, it was CNK, Whiten, Brad Snyder, and Josh Hodgson. The year before, CNK, Jack Whiten, George Williams, Josh Hodgson. The prior year... It was CNK, Jack Whiten, Aiden Caesar, Just Hudson, the pride of that, Jack Whiten, uh, Aiden Caesar, uh, Havili, and, oh, I'm forgetting the other bloke's name now, Blake, my bad, my bad, my bad, where was it, where was it, where was it? But before we do, you can see that what has hurt them is their spine over the past couple of years, and that they have the only player who's been in the same spine position for every one of those years has been Jack Whiten. Uh, we just got a little snapshot that they've ta- the Canberra Raiders have tabled a offer for four years for Jack Whiten, so at that point. He would be thirty-four when that when that contract finishes, and it it just shows how white is a clubman and he's important to this side. Uh, the five eight in twenty eighteen was Blake Austin to start off, so you know they've had five iterations of the spine with one man, and they've built this club around Jack, in my opinion. And if you're building it around anyone else, you would be pretty dumbfounded, in my opinion. Of course, you got your Tarpini, you've got your uh, Papa Leahy, but Jack Whiten is the heart and soul of that team. Uh, for him to leave would be not only a big, big, big demotivator for the team, but it would also show Rare Canberra at, as a system. You're losing your star player. He doesn't believe that he could win a Premiership with you. Which I completely agree with. Canberra cannot win a Premiership at the moment. They are still five years away from ever reaching that Grand Final again, in my opinion. They have to rebuild, and they're always going to lose players. You know, Papa Lee, he's aging. He's not going to stay forever. What Canberra need to do now is... Find the team... Well, first, re-sign Jack. Find the way to re-sign Jack. Because, like, easier said than done. You need to, and you need to make some promises. You need to break some promises. I don't believe this is Sticky's problem. I think it's a player mentality and what the cards he's been given. And, of course, injuries have been a huge letdown over the t- past two seasons. Uh... But what I find is I agree with what has come out, I think it was today or yesterday, saying that there is a roster clean-out going to occur at Canberra. I I think that is the case. We need to get fresh blood through the system. But before that happens, let Jad Croker play his 300th game for the club. That man has given his heart and soul his entire life to this club and he deserves to play 300 games for us. but beef but like let them do that because I don't think we'll make finals this year I don't think we'll play finals unless Maria actually see something turns around let this be a lesson to Canberra let this be the second lesson in three years that this club needs to have a reality check we need to show that we are still a club that Can win Get Like can get some strings together Like this is fucking Like this is disgraceful 41% Is the amount of time We had possession 20 minutes in possession total 67 completion rate That's something you need to improve on this week They fucking trampled over us I don't think we won A single Stat In this game Yeah nothing Nothing Not a single stat In this game Did we win Oh, except kick defusal. But fuck. The only reason why we didn't get kick defusal, kick we only won it, is because Penrith kicked more times than us. Because they had more sets. This is the amount of sets these boys had 46 to 34. I, that is basically. A, like, that could be an entire half sometimes, it could be like 15 minutes in the game. In this case, it's nine minutes. That, like, fucking hell. Unbelievable. You know, Targo had three line breaks. Yo only had to make 38 tackles. And you had a ringer fucking trample over you through the middle. We did not, I think no one in that field could say, yeah, I gave good effort another thing I noticed though is that we aren't playing Tarpany as much as we did last year he only played 48 minutes in this game he was averaging about 60 65 plus last season I don't know what's the drop off is he injured I don't know Um, on Penrith's side what a game by then they definitely back into that uh, circle of uh, inform now. Targo put on a fucking clinic. Three line breaks, uh, two tries. Fuck, everyone had a go at this. Zach Hosking is proving to be one of the best up and comers. He's only tri- tw- He's twenty five years old. He's put it he, like it at this point. He would probably be a veteran if he debuted at like 20. 19, 19, 20. He would be a bloke who. Has seen some footy. Uh, another thing that I'd like to mention is Jamin Salmon. Fucking good on the bloke. He, he deserves to yell, Rick got a dog out because, fuck, Ricky shouldn't have done it in the first place, and he stuck it to him. Karma. Um, I don't agree with uh, giving vi- being Ricky the victim. Uh, I think Ricky deserved it. Uh, but, you know, that's just me. That's coming from a camper fan. Moving on from this fucking all- god awful game that I wish—I'm so glad I only watched five minutes of it, and that was at the start of the second half—and only watched the highlights later. We have next game we have is Rabido's vs Storm. Rabido's vs Storm was a tremendous game in my opinion. It showed how much how how a team is affected when you don't perform at the best battle at the best standard, and that was because you just have a side that has been relatively on and off, and then when you drop below, when you drop to their level or below, how how that can fuck you up. Rabideaus didn't perform in the first half as they should have, uh, scoring one try try, uh, while It was Storm all over. Now, look, I thought when Josh King went over, that was good. It showed that Storm had an early start. And Josh King has been tremendous to start the season off. He's been really... Well, he's been one of the best for Storm. Um, You'll see it in his stats. Uh, Cody Walker obviously levelled it up uh, only four minutes later. But then it was pretty silent from there from Rabdo's. I'd also like to mention that the um, it doesn't look as if um, Murray is having much of an effect on the game as much as he usually does in, like, previous year. He's passing the ball a lot more. I think it's gone up by, like, his average has gone up by, like, two or three. And that's a lot, a passes for a lock. Um, he, he doesn't have that strong running. He, he's not using his running game when he needs to. But when you look at it, it, it looks as if Souths were on par, but no, they weren't. Uh, you can still make a case that defence for Storm was pretty lacklustre. I think, like, 52 missed tackles in this game for them. Like, just, wow. Holy shit. Although, what helped them with that is Cam Monster and Harry Grant. Harry Grant, tremendous at hooker. Uh, easily best hooker at the game at the moment with Apple's current form. Harry Grant is the best hooker in the game. And you can also see what type of effect that Cam Monster has on this side. He, he is that X-factor. Going to the Storm stats. Monster 141 run metres, while Grant had 107. Fuck me, a hooker having 107 run metres is pretty fucking good, in my opinion. Um... King, 67 minutes, 133 run on metres, if we look at the attacking stats from, oh, fuck, where is it? from the great Harry Grant, 2 hit ups, 2 tackle breaks, he, he he ran 13 times from dummy half, that just shows how lacklustre they were through the middle south, uh, Cam Munster, 1 line break, 4 tackle breaks. And then you have Xavier Coates, Meany, and Pezett having some tri-assist three, one of each. Must say, Nick Meany has been outstanding for Storm. I think he's been a good replacement. Uh, be interested to see when Pappy's back, uh, because he'll probably go in that ring. Ward will probably scoot over um, and allow Meany to go in that left edge. Pezzet. Pezzet is someone we've spoken about before, and I think he does a, a, a job well done. He, he was a great substitution for the halves. And I think he will be a substitution for the time being. Uh, whenever halves playing origin or injured. In fact, this that actually comes to the Cook's suggestion of the week from our viewers. Pezet should replace a first grade halfback, and that is Luke Brooks. Or, another one that was submitted, he should replace Hughes full time and allow for Hughes to go to full back. Bit Interesting. In my opinion. Uh, I'd love to hear everyone's thoughts on that. I, I I think the cook suggestion is obviously dropping Hughes to fullback back and meaning to wing and then peasant seven. I, I I don't know. Hughes hasn't played that position in forever and th- uh, about like three years, four, three, four years. This is his fourth year playing as a half, and four years playing in a position that you haven't played in for a while is going to be pretty hectic, especially when it's a spine position. Now, of course, you can say, oh, we're back, Kevin Monster." Kevin Monster is just c- fucking Monster. Munster. He'll get- his strongest asset is his running game, and that's all he needs to do at fullback. Um, not looking at the kicks... They were pretty even from both sides, and that it just shows that Munster has a kicking game that he can auto also utilise if he needs to. If he would play fullback, and that's exactly what the Cowboys do. They Tommy Dearden, and you'll notice doesn't kick a lot when it's drinking. It's actually drinking Chad. So a bit of a how you doing there? A bit interesting. I would love to know everyone's thoughts on that. Uh, moving on to the next game, however. We have a draw which was pretty interesting. I didn't expect it, to be honest. Because we have Manly versus Newcastle. Knights have looked better with Tyson Gamble at 5-8. I fucking hate to say it, but fuck. With. KP back at training, let us gamble go because I think he, gamble at 5'8 has been fucking amazing. For the Knights, I think he's um, uh, improved that side a little bit. I wonder why. It was maybe because he knows how to play that position. He's played that his entire career, I think. On top of that, KP is learning a new position and you I, sh- I don't think you should ex- expect the same results why would you? It's KP. Um, he's played fullback for, as long as I can remember, even in Union. Uh, not to say... Like, I don't think at this current time you want to remove Lockton Miller. Because one, he's healthy. And two, he's fucking killing it at, uh, as a fullback. His kick returns have been outstanding. And he's just an all-around fast, aggressive player. Uh and uh, Greg Marju, another bloke who's been pretty good for the boys, has been running a bit of a muck, uh, as well as someone else I'll mention in a bit, but to go to the kick return meters, 120 kick return meters from the great man, Lockton Miller, he ran for a total of 282. That just shows how... He is, like, that back three can be pretty dangerous at Newcastle. And Lock and Miller will be able to spark some attack. If you have a look, he's also got one line break, one run uh, try assist. Also, 13 tackle breaks. And he's not the most, like, stacked bloke compared to Maju. Marju. But he's fucking good. Like he can run a ball. Marju had seven tackle breaks. Gago had uh, eleven. So that's pretty big from him. Two line breaks for Marju, whilst going to try. The other bloke, and that is the back, the remaining back three, and that was uh, Dominic Young. Four tries for the uh, Dominic Young in this game. Uh, he didn't offer as much as Marju and Miller after kick returns but obviously Lock and Miller is going to eat up most of your kick returns uh, 5 tackle breaks for Dom Young pretty good to see from that they are currently building I, I, however I don't think they're there still I think this is a fluke I don't think we'll see this again Knights next week oh, this week sorry have the Warriors I think the Warriors get that win easily uh, still, so it'd be interesting to see. Um, did the Sinbin from Okuratu hurt? Yeah, I think it did, because if you have a look at it, Knights were able to score twice when Okuratu was sent off versus Sinbin. Before that, they were on top. They were it was twelve nil. Then Fitzgibbon was sent off. Dominic Young was the only man to score. Oh, sorry. No one except Brad Park was able to score. So it's a two-on-one there um, of tries and defense is what didn't help Manly at all. They were like they got fucked up through the middle. And that, that was surprising to see because I'm ve- um, usually very cr- hot, critical of Knights in their forward pack. I don't think they perform as good as uh, people think they can. But it was pretty good to see. Like, they, they've obviously improved that bit. Uh, a playable speed of 3.0 seconds. That's pretty quick. Um, having a look at the player stats, if I can get them up, because NRL.com doesn't like me sometimes. The fastest man in the forward pack to um was Fuck, that's mainly. Manly had a very subli a very subpar playable speed. No one got Yeah, that's pretty weak. Not in the forward pack. Fastest man in the forward pack that was starting was Oshay Olay. 3, 3.34 seconds. Yikes. Uh, moving that over to Newcastle. Tyson Frizzell had the fastest of 2.74. Having intended Matt Croker. So the, the people coming on to the field off the bench were pretty good. That's a playable speed. I believe Jack Johns has been injured he only played the 41 minutes unless something else has happened that I missed because I was working <laughs> uh, Hastings also went off for a bit but it doesn't look like he they, oh sorry no Gam- that was Gamble um, Hastings was certainly a player that improved a lot and there's like not improved but like he he does a job well done uh, he, he's not your flashiness Player. So we'll see, because I believe they've named Felix Crossland in the halves this game against the Warriors. Yeah, yes, they have. So Felix Crossland hasn't had a start in the halves so for a number of uh, m- years now, I think. Not since 2021, so, or 20, yeah, 2021. So he, he he's their regular 14th man. Uh, it would be good to have Kurt Mann back. And they're the relatively sticking to the same team, uh, Greg Marju is a player that a lot of people are looking forward to seeing for super Supercoach reasons. Uh, he's a big cheapie. He's a big cash cow at the moment. Manly have this tendency of kind of falling off a cliff sometimes, and they did that here. Um... Especially through the middle. So that's something they could. Uh, that's going to be a bit daunting when they're coming up against Penrith, of course. Penrith do not have James Fisher Harris this week because of an injury. I believe there's an MCL sprain. Moving on to the next game of Super Saturday. The second and last. No, Yeah, second game. Sorry, not last. Dolphins versus Dragons. Now, fuck. Dolphins look a bit of a worry now. You know, that bell curve of rising up, getting that expectation, and boom, plummeted down. That's what happened with the Dolphins at the moment because of the injuries. Uh, both Milford and O'Sullivan have been injured. They are halfbacks, back-to-back weeks. O'Sullivan's not going to be back for three to four months. That's probably pushing it. Uh, Milford hamstring. like This is going to be hectic times for Rain Bennett and the boys. Uh, big challenges are coming in the first year. But they've named Nicarima and uh, Katoa in the halves. Losing a lot of creativity, I think. Um, you know, Jamie Marshall King's going to be there though. Hemmer, a uh, bit of a steep curve for Hemmer last week. So we'll see how he goes. And it was just a lot of danger signs. And I think where they lost it was through that middle. Like, there was, I saw a number of tries where it was very soft on their goal line. Something they need to improve on. You know, Hemmer. He isn't always the best at defending, but a lot of the tries were coming from form like, forwards, and then it was the edge play because they obviously were getting sucked into the middle to stop those tries. Um, what I like and what I saw was just out and out mind-boggling decisions like. Um, Jacob Little just went over and that shouldn't have happened same with Blake Laurie Uh, he just got and that was good on Blake's behalf because uh, I believe Little just was able to see how close he was and he's a big body Uh, you have to wrap that ball up and you have to tackle him over the line and that's what they didn't do he got low and he fucking went over so good on the bloke he's very smart in that instance holy that's a lot of red can't tell apart (laughs) Uh, lucky for the line it, it, uh, the errors is what happened once again like there wasn't a lot of errors and a lot of the Dragons you can see a lot of fading away from the Dragons uh, a lot of on reports like uh they had the same lo- level of errors and con- penalties conceded but they held on to the ball the Dragons and that's what made them good um, were able to help and it was just a defense of Dolphins at this time uh, 19 ineffective D9 missed so yeah, it was a bit rowing in the sea and they're up against a Cowboys side that are desperate for a win. They need that another win. They uh they got a bit fucked up against doggies, uh, especially with the injuries. We'll say two force dropouts and that's what gonna that's what's gonna happen with um when you have more time possession, yeah. It's because of dropouts. Um when there's a lot a lot of errors, so Benny Hunt putting in another fucking clinic. Uh, playable speed, however, from the Dolphins was still better. And that's what's going to help them against the Cowboys side. That is pretty dangerous with injuries. Because they they have a lot of injuries. Like, Cotter's back, but like McLean, Lukey, second, that second row position is pretty hot and heavy with injuries at the moment. Uh, big shout out to the big man Kenneth Bromwich, 2.4 second playable speed. Great to see from him. Still got it in the old age. I, I just hope Dolphins can't, can't be soft coming up against Cowboys because Cowboys can lay, lay it down if they need to. They got drinky back this week. They got their spine. Uh, I, the bench is what I'll talk about when we get to the Cowboys game, however. Next game... I don't have a lot to say because, like, fuck me, like, fuck me, do I have to say anything about this game, and that's Tigers versus Broncos, just a fucking embarrassment, if you're a Tigers fan, uh, Tigers once again showing however the shittest team in the league have a poorly run, um, out and out, like, wasn't the best first half from the good old Broncos, or, actually, yes it was, holy shit, I got messed up. This was just... Boom. Embarrassment after embarrassment for the ball boats Payne Haas put on a fucking clinic. Paddy cowgan got an early knock. So Supercoach super fans were a bit pissed off. Uh, Haas only played for 46 minutes. Paddy cowgan 53. If I have a look at their run meters, I can't it. it's going to be huge. Yeah, look, there you go. 144 run meters from... Payne Haas 158 from Paddy Carrigan 234 from Selwyn Cobbo and he only got 46 kick kick return metres that's wow insane good on the blokes Uh, Tigers the most run metres they had was 143 from Adam Dewey get the cunt out of the full back position holy shit put him back at 5-8 Fucking just put Rakem and Dewey in the halves and fuck Brooks off. Like, Brooks is honestly not your man. So why the fuck do you keep trying to make him your man? He's not the bloke you need. You need a fresh start. And you can show how poorly fucking run that club is when he got this statement coming out today regarding their Anzac jersey, because they fucking put, the dumb idiots put on, American soldiers, on their fucking Anzac jersey, not only is that, blatant disrespect to the Anzacs, but it's a fucking, massive cop out from their club, and look how, idiotic they are, and, let, let, let's read this statement, shall we, the, couldn't commemorative jersey to be worn by our players for this match has been criticised because an image on the jersey does not accurately depict Australian or New Zealand troops. No shit. As the club rest targets is deeply sorry if the use of this image has in any way offended anyone. This was never our intention and we are taking steps to rectify this. Shouldn't have to rectify it to begin with. We have taken on board feedback from our members and fans and will be redesigning that 2023 commemorative jersey immediately. So you should. Rest Tigers deeply regret any offence the use of the stock image. Stock image, there you go. May have caused any, and remains completely committed to honouring and respecting all those servicemen and women who have and who continue to serve. The redesigned 2023 commemorative jersey will be worn by our team in Round Eight. These jerseys will be auctioned after the match, with all proceeds going to our ANZAC Round Match Day Charity Partner, Legacy. Rest Tigers would like to would like our members and supporters, Nova, as a club, we will continue embracing Anzac spirit this year and years to come. Yes, he addressed it, but what the fuck do you have to address it in the first place? Are you that fucking dumb that you didn't even research the image to begin with? Because holy shit, what an embarrassment! Like. And and did no one pick up on that as like oh they don't look like Australian troops? But fuck me, dead. Any reasonable person would be like yeah, what's like that? And this is making fun of the Tigers for this. There was an image about the um their Indigenous land, and they put fucking Indians. I guarantee those idiots are dumb enough to do that. But fuck me. Oh my god! This club hurts my brain. This club actually hurts my brain. Anyway, moving on. I can't handle it. Fuck these. Fuck that. Um. Next game: Sharks versus Warriors. Sharks started out really good, and I thought they were going to win it. Big, uh, big blow with Toby Rudolph being injured uh, going to be out three months at the time being with a foot injury but bloody four tries in the first half was pretty good and that that just showed oh fuck they, they may be in here you know Nico was on like 78 super coach points at the first half and I'm like fuck yes however only ended on like 103 because of the showing they did in this game. What I like about this game, however, is what SJ said at the end. Is what SJ said at the end. They gathered around each other. And they said, boys, do you honestly think we can win this? And they said, yeah, we can. And that story about what we're going to tell our grandkids. That is fucking insane to think about because of the mentality those boys have like it's changed again we, we see clubs with new coaches change their culture for good or worse and this is for the good they they believed in them themselves and they didn't give up it can shows it showed three tries and they out defend and they defended their asses off against the Sharks side that was pretty hot 41 tackle breaks from the New Zealand Warriors and they just said, nah, fuck you. And in the clutch moment, SJ kicked that penalty goal to not make it golden point. It was probably a shit effort from the Sharkies with 41 missed tackles and the penalties and the errors and that, but fuck. Man, I'm impressed with the Warriors. And that actually brings us to our fan opinion that the Warriors will make the top eight. Right, top four, sorry. Top four, it like... I, could see how it develops over time probably wouldn't do it justice yet because obviously, it's, not only is it early, but it's a side that we've only seen very few of you know, they could be do really well at the start of the season and then die in the arse uh, same could be said of the Broncos, like, it's the same thing that happened to the Broncos last season, they started out really well, uh, you know, they weren't they were defeated, but through that middle, after Origin they died in the arse so it would be interesting to see how these blokes perform after, like, that middle period. Because I don't think you'll have a lot of... You don't have any uh, Origin lads in this side, I don't think. But, you know, that that's when the teams start to tire and all that. Uh, big shout-out to my boy CNK. Love that he's killing it at the new club. Got a lot of respect for the lad, 270 run metres, 70 post-kick uh, returns, 67 post-contact. Good to see, man. Nine tackle breaks. Uh, SJ, the man to talk about. You know, doesn't run as he, as much as he used to, but that's okay. He, he doesn't need to. Uh, but he's still got that little play, like they, those little tricks, like the dummy he showed against the doggies, the week prior. Uh, two tries, two line break assists. That, that's fucking good. Um... Going to his kicking six hundred and seventy six kick kicking meters. Holy what, what that he's improved his kicking a lot from previous years and that's what you want him to do. He's not gonna be the guy who is gonna do the flashy stuff anymore. He's pretty he's a like his agent, but it's gonna be really good. Um he's gonna be good in some instances and busy, he's a veteran. But it's going to be, he's going to be the guy who will be that team culture. And of course, he's back in New Zealand and he's loving his time with his family. And it's good to see. I love SJ. You know, 2011 SJ was fucking mad. Um, Touch SJ was fucking mad. If you haven't seen his touch highlights, go and and do yourself a favour. Uh, what do the boys bring this week? They got the Newcastle Knights, you know. I think they're going to be pretty amped up, the boys, and so they should. They? Um, they're coming off a big win, so they're going to be hyped. And it is actually at in Newcastle. They don't play at Mount Smart until. Uh, next week against the Cowboys so you know Cowboys record against Warriors isn't too good lately Cowboys have been pretty poopy against them so we'll see how they go but that's all i got to say for this game we'll move on to the last game now and that is Dogs versus Cows Uh do going to speak a lot about this game because it's what I talk about it's what I talk about with a lot of my mates because they are Cowboys fans believe it or not because I live in Well, oh, big shit Um, And, of course, Jacob loves these Cowboys. What deeply worries me about the Cowboys at the moment is their injuries. Their their depth is what worries me. And they've lost a far ton of blokes in the forward pack. Even so, that they've named two 14s on the bench this week. Chester and Granville. For the sake of the Cowboys, I hope one of them is not playing. However, I like both. I like both players. Chestnut, great up-and-comer. I think he should be playing 14. Uh, he was my Smokey for the fourteen. They have Nenai returning. They have Drinky uh, next week. Drinky's back this week, so that's going to add a bit more attacking flair to, to the Cowboys' spine. And some Cowboys all around. Uh, Luki only coming back in his third NRL game, in the Paul Bucks doing his hamstring. Uh, same with McLean. Uh, Here and Tamo is going to be out for a very long time. Uh, no date officially announced, but. Here and he's going to be at for a couple months at least, um, which is wow, poor bloke uh, coming home. I, 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 a lot of people disregarded that sign. like, oh shit, what are they doing? But he is one of the fastest playables, and he was one, He was the fastest playable person, player at the Tigers last year. So he still has it in him. I just think the Cowboys just need to adapt. And that is to get a little bit more depth, you know. But, you know, you can only control so much and the Cowboys can't control it. Um, They've had a rough start. uh, Kind of like they did last year, but they have that higher expectation on them because of last year's result. Uh, Also, another good thing for the Cowboys was thankfully fuck, Lolo's not injured, because of that hip drop, um, Cotter's back as well, so that's going to be good to see, Mitchie Dunn starting again, Griffin Neem, second row, that's a bit scary, if you ask me, very scary, Cows are, Cows are hoping that, um, they could get Looch back soon, or, like, Luki, like, Luki was not going to be a saving grace to poor Bloke. Uh, Hopefully, like that sorts out. They've got Sudrugu and Gozowski on uh, reserves. I think Gozowski comes into the side beforehand. Uh, Sadrugu might even Sudrugu, If you don't know him, fuck, he's huge. He just can't defend that wide. Hey, Tunza. Um. So I don't think you put him on the second row. You probably put him through the middle. I'll get him from Granville because you're gonna play Granville as a. Forward, but you need that bloke playing second row, so you may put Riley Price there or Chestnut. We may we may see you move, but I don't know. I don't think actually Chestnut doesn't have the body to moving. Now talking about the uh, dogs because it's not just a Cowboys play uh, podcast, as people may think. First of all, great to see Grub back. Uh, playing at home. Great to see that. Fuck, he's a... He doesn't... He's not your Terry Lamb, yet, Asriel, Masary, your Asriel you your really Mason, but he, he's the heart and soul of that club. And people love him. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of Bulldogs when I was growing up. I, I was a Cowboys and Canberra bloke. I only watch those games, but uh, I know that he, he holds a special place in that club's history, and people love him. And, uh, yeah... But you know what people? Who else? People starting to love, that's Jacob Carraz. Speaking about him again this week, 239 run metres from the bloke. Me, kid's an absolute machine, and he'll be a bulldog for a long time. I feel. Canterbury's home to him. Um, he's going to be. He's going to be a solid bloke for them, and uh, he's learning from one of the best wingers in the NRL. And that's Josh Adokar Suwado. He's got big plans plans for him. Uh, Another club that's been a little bit tampered with injuries uh, Max King, Preston, TBG, uh, TBD Pangai, uh, Raymond Fatua Mariner. Mar- 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 uh, Paul Blokes all got uh, been injured. Max King got a f- uh, finger to the eye. Fuck, that must have hurt. And you can see it being swelled up. Uh, funny thing, actually, he was getting an eye, a vision test done, and the blokes in the crowd um, kept saying, Oh, kept yelling at the numbers to him because of the amount of fingers holding up and the Doc and Max were giggling and they had to actually go into the shed because of it, so uh, <laughs> that was pretty good, you know Doggies fans obviously wanting the great Max King to get out of there just because of his raw testosterone, you know so, he's a great player about Max King, and you know? he didn't get a lot of footy at Melbourne, but he's certainly going to be a mainstay for the Doggies um, Preston is going to be a rookie as well. That's going to be fucking hyped up. And so he should. He's been... Preston Mania has been outstanding. All season. Uh, he's going to be one to watch in the coming years. Uh, talks about a big contract extension for the young fella. So good on him. He deserves it. Uh, so yeah. Matt Burton. He He's going to get there as well. Burton's going to be a bloke who... He's going to go down in a bit of club history, you know. Uh, having a look, like... Obviously, he's not going to be... Like, I don't... I personally don't think he's going to be a 5'8 representative. He's going to be a centre representative like he has been usually. Um, going to his play, player stats, like... Just looking at the NRL one. Caraz has, has been a leading one. Uh, Matt Burton. 96 run metres... Twenty post contact, three tackle breaks, one try assist. Oh, he's not going to be the organising half. He's going to be the kicking half. That that does uh, the outrageous things. Six hundred kick meters. So that he's obviously going to be. So they've obviously targeted him as the primary kicker. And his bombs are fucking amazing. He's got, and in fact, he got two force dropouts because of his attacking kicks. His attacking kicks is what make him him. Because of that boot. Uh. That field goal at the end, though, holy, what a moment! You could see it just meant a lot to the doggies, and the, like, doggies are such a fan base that they they love their footy. So, great to see that proud club, and uh, you get some boys that love that club there. Nothing really else to say, though, for this. Week, uh, obviously, I'm hoping to get Jacob back so we can go a little bit more in depth. But I like the one hour potties, um, just gives out usual thoughts. I can't watch a lot of footy, so I have to watch the KO minis or highlights, that's where I get my information from. Uh, so we're gonna try and improve that soon, I promise. Uh, I, you may be going like, What the fuck is this bloke talking about? Don't blame you, man. Uh, life's busy, so I can't watch a lot of footy. Can't watch eight games of footy, my bad, guys. I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, yeah. I hope I can cover the little things of it uh going in and sipping this week we've got storm vs uh Chooks. I think storm if tedesco out gets it uh next game doggies versus Rabbitohs. going Rabidos with this one uh pretty safe I reckon they've haven't won bulldogs haven't won against South since twenty seventeen on a good Friday so. Uh, I think that's pretty safe. Cowboys vs. Dolphins. I think this is the game where Cowboys get it done because of their creativity in attacking the spine. Bluebet Stadium. Penrith vs. Eagles. Got Penrith. I think Penrith gets it done. A bit shaky, old manly last week. Uh, probably see them go back-to-back losses. Uh, Suncorp Stadium. Set to Randolph your Super Saturday. Broncos vs. Canberra. Broncos, man. Captain and Reese Welsh for Supercoach. I hope he puts on a fucking clinic against to my Raiders. Uh, I don't see them winning. I just don't see them improving at the moment after that loss. They they need to fucking show up, though. They need to put in a good effort. Uh, next, Titans versus Dragons. I got uh, Titans at home. Actually, I got Dragons. Because of no Brimo, no Fallen. So that, uh, I think... Um, Old Titans may suffer a little bit. Uh, a bit interesting, they've dropped for uh, Jojo for Feeder. Very interesting. Uh, I need to look into that and see why. Uh, final two games Knights vs. Warriors. I got Warriors. Um, New Zealand probably get it done because of their mentality here. Last game Tigers versus Eels. Oh, fuck, I got Eels. I don't see the, uh, these Tiger blokes winning a game anytime soon. They probably won't even win against Dubai. Um, Jesus, I fucking hate Tigers so much. With that, guys, thank you so much for listening. We're going to try and get this improved soon. Uh, but it's Easter, so if you celebrate Easter, happy Easter for this uh, week. Uh, enjoy your footy this week, uh, as I'm sure you love, my, you love your footy as much as I do. Have a good week, everyone.